the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by Danny Perez and Anthony Florentino. This is episode 55 featuring Caitlin Hawk. Caitlin is a nutritional therapy practitioner and former Division I field hockey player at Miami University in Ohio. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. All right, let's get after it. Um, thank Perfect. you, Caitlin, for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us, tell your story, yeah. and um, you know, get all this great information out. So if you can just introduce yourself and tell us who you are and background. Yeah, so um, my name is Caitlin Nock. Um, I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, just graduated recently, um, back in March. Um, I am married. I have an eight-month-old um, baby girl named Tatum, um, and a dog, Gracie, um, a yellow lab. Um, I taught for five years elementary school prior to having my daughter, um, and that's kind of what sparked my interest into the nutritional therapy world. Um, I played field hockey in college um, at Miami University in Ohio, not Florida. Um, and then post-grad, I've been involved in athletics my whole life, but continued on with CrossFit and did that for a little while. And then now I'm on an Orange Theory kick. Um, and yeah, just anything awesome. athletic and outdoors I'm doing. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Talk about, um, before we get into the nutritional therapy side of things, um, if you just talk about your athletic background and um, kind of your struggles with mental health personally that you've dealt yeah. with. Yeah, um, so athletic background, I didn't really feel like I had um, a ton of mental health correlation um, in high school in regards to athletics. Um, I think that kind of surfaced more when I got to college in the competitive atmosphere. Um I definitely dealt with mental health in regards to my family um, growing up and in high school and my parents are divorced. Um, I was kind of the middleman and got put in the middle of a lot of that stuff, unfortunately, and kind of carried a lot of weight that I wasn't supposed to carry as a 15 year old. Um, and so I kind of was like mom to my brothers, my younger brothers, and that kind of was a lot. And then college, and then you tag on all the competitiveness and trying to manage school and friends and playing time and traveling and um, all of that. And I just still kind of brushed it aside, but I definitely struggled with anxiety. And I think that's kind of what, where that surfaced um, in college. Um, I think I didn't, I still didn't really do anything about it, to be honest, even though we had some resources available, I would say we had a counselor that we worked with at school, um, which I think some other athletes definitely utilized. Um, but I never, I don't think I was ready. I don't think I was in a place to, to do that. Um, 
And then, sorry if you can hear my daughter, by no, the way. All good. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, and then um, I think I didn't really address any of my mental health stuff until after college. Um, and so, unfortunately, I wish I had kind of jumped on board. And I think I would have been more successful as an athlete in college, too, if I had really um, dove into taking care of myself in that way. Um, but, yeah, it didn't, wasn't really until after college that I actually started to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I think it's tough um, when a lot of athletes have the experience their first kind of um, they experience anxiety for the first time in college. I think a lot of the time, and it is due to the fact that you said there's a lot going on, the competitive nature of mm-hmm. being an athlete and competing at a high level and then dealing with school. So, you know, it's a very new experience for them and it's, it's very tough to deal with, especially when you're just hoping that the next day you wake up and it's better and you can go compete again. I think that's kind of just putting it on the back burner and then, to For add sure. in another thing of like, oh, I should go see someone about this. this is completely an afterthought, especially yep. when a lot of, you know, the people that I've spoken with have said, yeah, I'm not going to speak to anyone who I don't know as well. Yep. So just a really um, awkward time for a lot of, you know, athletes and when they're first, you know, dealing with it. And um, how did it manifest for you? How would your anxiety manifest for you? Because for me, I get like a really claustrophobic feeling. I, you know, have to puke and dry heave and gasp for air. So that's how it manifests for me. I'm just curious how it manifests for you. Yeah. Um, I'd say I definitely, I think like stress, like I am an anxiety ball in general, like I'm a stress ball. Um, but I think it was mainly would come out in, um, just like, I would worry about things that aren't typically things that you'd worry about. Like, um, I kind of always, the way I articulate it to people is like on a roller coaster, like you know, you go on a roller coaster and you're going like up and down constantly. And like my emotions would just be kind of like a roller coaster. And, um, I wasn't able to, and that's how I really knew it was like a true anxiety thing is most people can self-regulate, you know, when you get to like that really stressful situation or what in my mind was stressful. Um, and I couldn't self-regulate, um, on my own. And so that's why I like counseling and, um, has been really helpful for me in the past. Um, but just learning those coping mechanisms for like, okay, I'm in that state and how do I, how do I get out of it in a yep. way that's a healthy way? Yeah, no, that's, that's important. I think, and that's why I, we, you know, we talk about therapy and we stress the importance of it because it's someone who's giving you tools to help you learn what works for you in order to self-regulate and exactly, um, yeah. it's another, you know, outlet and another person you can kind of go to for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to segue into the nutritional therapy side of things now. Um, yeah. Talk about, what that is for those listening who don't know. Cause I think, I mean, I just found out about it. I want to say two months ago, I, was yeah. like, well, I don't know what this is. But then I, you know, read the book, this is your brain on food by Dr. Umanaidu. I told you about, yeah. and it opened up my whole world to like, wow, like this, you know, nutrition and food are important. And as athletes, we know that, but it's really kind of stressed how important it is for mental health as well. And how it really has an effect. So if you could just kind of talk about that. Yeah. Well, I'm curious too. How did you hear about nutritional therapy? Because it is new. Like no one knows what an NTP is. <laughs> yeah. I actually heard about it from this book. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And I, and I don't even know how I came across the book, to be honest. I really don't. Yeah. But I saw this book somewhere and I was like, okay, I'm going to get this and I'm yeah. going to read it. And you know, we'll see what this is about. And they mentioned nutritional therapy a lot. And then okay. I think I just did an Instagram search and came across um, nutritional therapy association. Correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I, just got the ball rolling from there. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well it, it was new to me prior to me diving into it. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I, I taught 
elementary school for five years prior to becoming a nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, and I found, I always had a passion for cooking. And so I kind of found myself in conversations with people at, at lunch and talking about food and just all of the things that come with, um, with food and, and like how it's hard when you're teaching and you're working full-time job. And, um, both of you are working and, um, you have kids and you have picky eaters and you don't know how to meal plan or prep and, um, you don't know good recipes or how do you even make healthy eating sustainable in your household? And so those are kind of the conversations I came was coming across. Um, and so that was kind of like the fuel for me to become an NTP. Um, and then now what I do is I kind of work to empower and support and, um, with empathy and with understanding that all walks of life and shades and colors and all the things of where people are in their journey with food. Um, and so with what I love about NTPs and kind of the, the mindset that we take is that we focus on the foundations. So it's not really when people think of like nutrition coaching, um, it's a lot different and it's really hard to articulate that to people, but the best way I've found, um, in the easiest and understanding way is like to think of foundations. So we think of the foundations of health, our digestion. We look at blood sugar. We look at fatty acids. Um, we look at minerals, um, and vitamins and, and, um, we also look at hydration and how those things are balanced in your body. And what I do is I come in and I kind of see where are those things off? Um, what do we need more of? Um, maybe we're getting too much of something and then it doesn't stop there. And then we look at lifestyle. How is your sleep? How, um, is your, are your stress levels? Um, are you getting movement throughout the and so as an NTP, I work with clients on all of those areas one-on-one -on -one, and we kind of just try to get our bodies back to homeostasis, which is like that equilibrium where everything's functioning at its best. Okay. Awesome. And so let's just say I'm someone who's looking to speak to an NTP and receive some help. What is that process like? I think a lot of people don't even know, you know, what the process is like for seeing a therapist. Now we're hearing about NTP. Yeah. It's another new um, avenue people can take. What is the, what are the steps and what's the process like for someone yeah. seeking your help and guidance? Um, so if you are, I mean, it can be anything. And that's what I think is so amazing is that there's, no, it's not just, oh, I need to eat healthier. It can be like, I have heartburn and I need to, I'm struggling with heartburn. It, it could be, I'm struggling with fatigue or energy crashes in the afternoon. And so any, any sort of symptom or, or, or eating habit that you want to change or just creating a culture of healthy food in your family at home, um, I'm definitely willing and able to work with people in all of those areas. Um, but if you were looking to kind of get more information and kind of see if we're a good fit, and then also just tell me your story. Um, I offer a 20 minute free consultation. Um, if you just go to www.fullyrootednutrition.com, um, and then you can send me on my contact page, just, just send me a little message and then we can set up a 20 minute consultation, um, for free. And just, you can kind of just tell me a little bit more about what's going on with you. And then from there, we kind of just make a plan and decide what's, um, what direction you want to go and how, how I can hopefully help. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll drop all those, um, the links down below in the, in the notes section so people can yeah. easily access all that. Um, I want to dive into the science of it all and yeah. how, how food has a direct effect on mental health and your overall, you know, mental state. Um, I know you have the infographic that we want to show everybody. So for those listening, 
check us out on YouTube. You can watch and uh, yeah. there'll be a nice little <laughs> infographic with all the in good information here for you guys to check out. So I'm just going to move this, the host over to you. Perfect. For all you visual up. learners out there like yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, like me as well. So okay. there you go. You're Perfect. the host. All right. So I'll pull it up in just a second, but I did, I wasn't able to read the book, obviously in the time, the time yep. that, um, we've talked and set this up, but I really was looking into the book that you talked about the, this is your brain. What is it? On, on brain food. On food. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I thought that, that some of the concepts that she was sharing were awesome. Um, a couple of things that I had really, that stood out to me was the, we are what we eat, um, concept and just that we can control what we put in our body. Um, and another one was that our mental state and then food are two way street. So, or our diet or a two way street. And I really loved that because, um, if you think of, if you take care of your mental health, you're taking care of your body. If you're taking care of your body and what you're putting in your body, you're taking care of your mental health. And I really just loved that principle. And I kind of, what I try to tell clients too, is that you can't outrun you can't outrun your fork, you know, you can't out eat your stress. You can't out nourish your pillow, like sleep, stress, and movement are all things that are super important for um, mental health. But I think often people do overlook, um, what, that what you eat can impact your mental health. Um, and so that's why we're here to talk, but, um, but yeah, I think that, I think it's definitely overlooked. Um, so if you kind of look at, I think before you even look at what you eat and how it helps your mental health, you kind of have to understand what stress does to your body in general. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I was going to pull up and kind of talk about. But if you think of stressors, I mean, we have physical stressors and mental stressors, emotional stressors, they can come in all different forms. Um, and so, you know, you've probably heard the term like stress bucket. Yep. Um, and so if you have like poor sleep habits and you have maybe even trauma in there or poor stress management, those are going to fill your stress bucket. But then if you tag on more of like the nutritional aspect, if you have nutrient deficiencies, or if you have blood sugar dysregulation, um, if you aren't getting enough gut, you don't have enough gut enzymes, then your bucket just overflows that stress bucket overflows. So if we can kind of like what she had said, if we can control what we put in our body, we can take out some of those triggers and some of those stressors, um, to lower our stress bucket you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I kind of wanted to show you, um, just a picture of the nervous system and how it operates, um, in correlation to health. So I am going to go ahead and share my screen as gracefully as I can. Okay. All right. Perfect. Can you see what I see? Yep. Okay. Um, okay, so if we kind of take a look here at this graph type feature, um, we have kind of down what uh, the green at the bottom, and that's kind of that homeostasis is what I was talking about before. And that's where we are in our functioning at our best self. So um, you can see you're able to experience joy, um, groundedness, mindfulness, um, and then over here, you can kind of see all the things that are functioning appropriately, like digestion's functioning appropriately, our immune responses are functioning appropriately. Um, then 
we hit the sympathetic state. So as soon as a stressor comes into the bucket, what of whatever kind it might be, like I was saying before, we hit that flight or fight stage, um, which you've probably heard before too. Um, at this point, we have glucose and oxygen that is rushing to our brain and our skeletal muscle and our heart. Um, and then we're starting to decide, okay, do I need to fight whatever this is going on? Or do I flee the situation where you see some of these emotions like panic, fear, anxiety, or maybe fighting like anger, irritation, frustration. Um, and also on the right side, you can kind of see in this sympathetic state, this is where blood pr pressure might increase. Our heart rate might increase. Adrenaline is going to increase. Then we start seeing things that are happening in our body that are decreasing, like we start to see insulin spikes and we start to see digestion decrease. Um, and so we always say that digestion happens in a parasympathetic state. So as soon as we get out of this green parasympathetic state, things decline in how we're able to absorb nutrients. Um, and so it's important to keep that in mind that when we are eating, we want to be in a parasympathetic state in order to reap the benefits of our food. Um, also too, if you kind of, I always like to use the visual of when you are in this parasympathetic or in the sympathetic, excuse me, state, um, when a tiger is chasing you, you're obviously going to try to flee, right? Like mm -hmm. if your blood sugar is dysregulated, um, it automatically puts you in this sympathetic state. So your body is responding like a tiger's chasing you, even though a tiger isn't chasing you. And so mm -hmm then you start seeing a decrease in digestion function, et cetera. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then as soon as you get to the next stage is, so now we're becoming chronic in our stress. So we get up to the dorsal vagal in the blue area where we're completely overwhelmed with whatever the stressor is or multiple stressors at this point. Um, and here we start seeing things such as like insulin resistance, because now we have chronic stress that's not being taken care of. Um, and so at this point, um, at this point is where we start to see some of those long-term issues such as like leaky gut, or we might see, um, like hormone imbalances or metabolic disorders. Um, again, blood sugar dysregulation, things that if we're not taking care of the, our stress and we're not nourishing our body appropriately, we get some of those long-term, um, dysfunctions. So yeah, the, this is kind of just, that's it really. I just kind of thought it would be really interesting for people who want to jump on and see kind of just what our nervous system does when we, when we're stressed. And then from there, I can kind of start talking about maybe some of the things that you can use to combat through whole foods. Yeah, definitely. Before we get to that, I wanted to ask a quick question regarding what yeah. you just said. Um, just wanted to clarify. So you said that when you're, what was it that was off that makes your body feel like it activates your flight or flight. It's when your gut has an imbalance, correct? That your um, brain, your brain blood is triggered. Sugar. Okay. Your blood sugar. That's what it yeah. okay, is. Okay, yeah. Right. So if you, for example, you know, when you like don't eat for a long time, sometimes you might feel, and maybe this is not everybody's um, situation, but at least I know for me, when I don't eat for a long time, I sound, I get like an anxious kind of, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And that's kind of that exact feeling you're, your insulin spiking and your body's like trying to figure, like look for food to use as fuel. And then you start getting that anxiety and then you're going into that sympathetic state. Mm -hmm. Um, and so your body's being tricked into thinking like that feeling of a tiger chasing you, but it's not chasing you, but your body's just like freaking out because it doesn't have any food. 
Exactly. And then we're looking for food and it's important to get the quality nutrients that we should be getting. And I think, you know, it's just to ripple effect. I mean, we live such a fast paced life and we're looking for the quickest option. Sometimes it's not the healthiest and then just continues in that, in that cycle. I think that's so important. I think, you know, the more we talk about, you know, the foods that we can eat, I think we'll just kind of realize that there's lifestyle changes we can make that can really help um, benefit us in the long run. Exactly. Like you said, like if you're in a pinch or something, um, and you have been eating a meal and then you grab like a donut or something sugary or, and then it just continues to increase and, and you go through the cycle over again. So yeah, yeah it, it is that really that roller coaster. And this is just one of the, the humps of the roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. And then, so the third, like, um, the parasympathetic nervous system on the top. Okay. So up here? yeah, that's all it shows on the increases and decreases as you go up the top layer there in the blue, mm-hmm. that's the effects over a long period of time. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yep. And in the middle is just kind of like what happens sort of immediately. And then the higher up you get this, the longer yep. term and effects then, that can happen. Yep. And that's kind of like what, what I do as an NTP is I try to get us to the green as best as we can through, I mean, all areas. I mean, like I said, it's through looking at the foundations, but it's also through lifestyle changes and how you manage your stress and how you take care of your body and how you sleep and how you exercise and whatnot too. So, it, mm. I mean, everything has a huge, huge um, role. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. Let's get into the foods that can, yeah. that okay. can combat. Um, some sharing stuff. My okay. screen now. Perfect. All right. There we go. All right. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's get into the foods that can help combat anxiety, depression, and um, all the other mental health disorders. Yeah. So, okay. So again, if we kind of think of, um, sorry, I'm just moving you around so I can see you. Um, so if we start thinking about the foundations again, that's kind of what I wanted to organize this in is, um, if we think of digestion. So if we start off with digestion, the way that we would digest the digestive process is a North to South process is what I say. So it starts up in our brain and then it goes all the way down and through our digestive tract. Um, so if we are not in a calm state when we're eating, we're not able to absorb nutrients. So that's the first step before we even talk about the kinds of foods that you should be eating, um, is that when we're eating, we need to make sure we're as silly as it sounds, but it, it helps taking deep breaths before you eat sitting when you eat as much as you can, um, listening to music, if that's something that calms you down or just get being in a, in a position to absorb the most nutrients out of your food in a calm state. Um, so that's kind of what we look for when we think of like basic ways to help digest and absorb nutrients. Um, and then if we kind of look more at specific foods, we look at blood sugar, um, those B vitamins are going to be ones that we really want to help manage our blood sugar. So that's looking at things like, um, like liver, if you're interested in liver, (laughs) um, leafy greens are good. Um, Eggs are great with B vitamins, seafood, um, fiber rich foods. Um, we have like grains and legumes in there with, with good fiber. Um, also mineral rich foods are going to be really helpful for blood sugar, um, nuts and seeds, um, and even vegetables as well. But all of these are, are going to help manage the stress because like I was showing in the visual, um, if we're getting into a space where our blood sugar is dysregulated, then we start getting sort of that stress feeling that fear, fear of, um, or that anxiety feeling, even though it's, there's no, nothing chasing us. So there's mm-hmm. no stressor or something like that. So, yeah. um, it kind of imitates the stress. Okay. 
Um, so then if we kind of look at fatty acids um, as the next foundation, so we have digestion, blood sugar, and then fatty acids. So making sure we're getting um, the appropriate fats and healthy fats. And I think that this is such an important one because people always think, oh, fats are bad, but um, there's so many good healthy fats out there for you. And especially for your nervous system that really help your nervous system function appropriately. Um, so things like, um, again, like the nuts and seeds and raw nuts and seeds are great. Um, getting pasteurized butter is awesome um, and delicious. And um, the extra virgin olive oils, um, those things are gonna help your inflammatory process as well. They're gonna help cell structures. Um, and they're also just going to make sure that we are uh, responding to stress appropriately. Um, do you have any questions about that so far? No, I just, uh, it's, it's a lot. I'm trying to process it all, but yeah. I, think, I, I think, well, the, the thing that comes to mind with me is just, um, I've seen nutritionists my whole, or I guess when I was like really trying to take my hockey to the next level and take it seriously. Yeah. And I guess like the difference that I'm kind of noticing as you talk about this is I was just kind of given, um, and I've seen great nutritionists, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, okay, yeah. eat these, these, and, these, and they're all very healthy foods, yes. but there's specific ones that you can, steer towards mm -hmm. that are remaining healthy, but also, you know, like there's a whole science to it. And from the way that you're explaining it, scientifically can really make a big difference, not only for your body, but for your mental state. And yeah. I think that's why an NTP is kind of a, a revolutionary, um, you know, job now, because there's, you're diving deeper into it and yeah. not just like the the bodily effects, but the mental effects that in turn affect the body. So that's kind of no questions is not to rant, but just kind of how my, no, my yeah. thought process is kind of moving here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think too, um, what's beautiful about the work that NTPs do is that it's based on that bio-individual need. Like, yes, there are those foods that yes, you can gear towards, but is that going to always be right for everybody? Not necessarily that by individual, meaning not one size fits all type yep. thing. Um, and so I think that that's something that's great is that yes, while we can, we can eat those specific foods that really help with maybe stress management or support our nervous system, um, as we tackle stressors, um, that it might work for somebody or it might be helpful for somebody, but maybe, maybe you are dairy intolerant. And so you can't have butter and just like little things like that. Um, and so, um, yeah, just, just a little side blurb, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a couple, a couple more things too, is when we look at the minerals, um, and the vitamins and kind of how that supports, um, our nervous system, making sure we're getting foods like vegetables, um, raw vegetables and seaweed and organ meats and all those fun things. Um, Zinc is a great one. Oh, that's a good one. Zinc um, really helps our um, neurophysiological um, function. So kind of that brain and the nervous system working together. So again, really important and a huge factor with your, um, with your mental health. Um, so that's a great one. And foods for zinc would be like lentils or eggs, um, have a lot of zinc. I mean, tons of them, but those are just a couple. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and hydration is also huge. And I think that one is another one that really gets overlooked. Um, because as we have prolonged stress and we're in kind of getting up into that blue zone that we talked about, especially, um, where stress is going on for a, a number of days, weeks, months, years, um, dehydration, dehydration is becomes chronic as well. Um, and so really not only just saying drink more water, kind of like that cookie cutter answer, like what you're mm -hmm. saying, you might've experienced a little bit over your time with nutritionists, but getting, you can 
pump it up even more and make sure you're getting electrolyte minerals in your water and putting like a little bit of sea salt or um, Himalayan salt in your water so that you get some of those magnesiums and potassium and calcium and sodium. Um, and just kind of some of those things that can help take your hydration to another level. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really simple, like easy way that you could do that. Yeah. I, I recently saw, um, you know, putting a little bit of Himalayan sea salt in your water yeah. and that, you know, drinking just water is actually, correct me if I'm wrong, um, <laughs> can be, can be detrimental because you actually, um, release more nutrients when it's too white. Um, hmm. when your urine is too white, you actually release too much, but the putting a little bit of Himalayan sea salt can help retain some of those nutrients that you're getting from your food. Is, do you know anything about that? If, that, if that's true? Uh, or? I'd have to look, to be honest, I'd have to look into, um, the exact like correlation between like taking the nutrients out of the food based on your urine being like clearer. Mm. But I do know that you can absolutely overhydrate, which, okay. which would do that. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, I think again, that's, it goes back to that, like bio individual need, like, are you someone who exercises a lot? Do you just need more water? And, but hundred percent, regardless, you reap benefits from food and from the minerals in, um, the salt. Okay. Gotcha. And so then not table you... salt, sea salt. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and it can be like a Himalayan or even like the Celtic sea salt is good okay. too. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, also, how do you go about finding the bio-individual need? Is it a trial and error process to what works or is there um, some sort of tests that are done? How do you yeah. figure that out? Um, so I use something called the NAC. It's a nutritional um, assessment questionnaire um, and it's, and also food and mood journal. So um, the NAC is a big, long questionnaire um, that asks a whole bunch of questions, very specific um, down to like, do you have afternoon fatigue? Like how many bowel movements do you have a day? I mean, all the things I get to mm. get to really know you. <laughs> um, and we just try to figure out where those areas are depleted based on those foundations, the digestion, the blood sugar, the fatty acids, the minerals, and the hydration. Um, and then we pick our focus based on those things. So where, where are you having symptoms? What does that indicate? I kind of do a, a workup on analysis on those things and kind of see how I can help you. So that's like the, the underground, like science work, but then also you do a food and mood journal, a four day food and mood journal for me as well. And then I kind of just see what those habits look like, what you're eating, what you're putting in your body. And obviously it's never a, a point of judgment. It's just a, where are we at and how can we make improvements. Like, do you go four hours without eating? And that again, like, okay, maybe that's a blood sugar thing. And, um, and just kind of working through that with people and trying to change those lifestyle habits, but also what they're also putting into their body. Um, and then from there, that's kind of how we, we prioritize what we're going to work on. Yeah. I think that's important. I love how it's, you know, tailored to the individual. I think, um, you have to find what works for you and the fact that you can help people and, and assist them in that is so key. And it goes with everything with mental health and just in life in general, mm -hmm. um, things that work for me may not work for you. And, you know, it might not work for everybody else, but you have to find what works for you. And I think the same goes for food. Um, yeah. I think this, I think that's so important that, you know, that's kind of, that's the route that you guys take is as an NTP is, you know, finding what individually works for you. I think a lot of people are just kind of given like a blanket. Yeah. Stick to this and then you'll all be fine. But exactly. some, some might be, and then some might really, you know, it might have some detrimental effects. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, don't want to take up too much of your time, but just um, yeah. some words of advice for someone who has struggled mentally um, with maybe some of the things, same things that you have and um, you know, just uh, what you would have wanted to know. Yeah. Um, 
what a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it, if I look back to my younger self, um, I think not being afraid to reach out for help, I think would have been huge. Um, whether it just be like utilizing services in college, um, but also just like not like sitting in those feelings and that's hard to be vulnerable and kind of sit in those feelings, especially at that age. Um, but I think that like having people around you, a good support system is huge. Um, but then obviously now as, as I go into my job as an NTP, like looking back and just thinking, okay, wow, like taking care of your body in all areas, like whether it's counseling. So going in again, kind of having, having that support system, um, making sure you're fueling your body appropriately. Um, just these are the things that like, like the book said that you read is that these are the things that you can control. You can control what you put into your body. So, um, instead of when you're feeling sad, eating, eating a tub of ice cream, put something I mean, easier said than done, but mm. you know, as you know, and you learn these things, eat whole foods, eat nutrient dense foods, um, relax, meditate, do whatever, do things that, um, make you feel good, um, mentally and physically, um, in the long term, not just in that moment, um, making sure you're sleeping, um, and moving. I mean, you know, I could go on for days, but I think mm -hmm. that just really taking care of your body in all of those areas, the sleep, stress, movement, support system, food, um, is kind of what, what I wish I had focused on, I guess. Um, and that's what I would, I would suggest to anybody. Yeah. Um, all great things. And also just some words of advice that you would give someone who's seeking a nutritional therapist for the first time ever. I know it's yeah. kind of it's scary for someone to seek a, a regular therapist, but oh, for someone for sure. seeking a nutritional therapist, um, just some more words of advice you have for them. Yeah. Um, I really try to, um, with the people I work with, I try to really come alongside them and partner with them. And that's something that I, pride myself on is that this is not like a, you're going to eat this, like that cookie cutter feeling, mm. you know, eat this, eat that it's, we're doing this together. We're a team. Um, whether it's just you, or if it's trying to change the culture of food in your, your family. Um, and so I think my words of advice would be, don't be afraid to reach out, um, because NTPs and what I'm very grateful to have been trained by the NTA and what I've been trained to do is just to be your partner, um, and to come alongside you and to help to be intentional. Um, and again, meet you at that, at, at where you are and that bio individual need, um, no matter what it is. Um, and so, so yeah, I would love for anybody to reach out on my contact page and, um, hear more about their stories and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. And if, again, if you, we're going to put everything in the notes below, but if you could please just, uh, again, for everyone listening, um, drop your information where they can reach out to you and um, yeah, utilize you for your services. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about what I do as an NTP, you can um, find my page at www.fullyrootednutrition.com. Um, you can explore a little bit more about nutritional therapy on there. And then if you go to my contact page, um, you can leave me a message there as well. Um, and there's also a way to book with me right away. Um, if you just know you want to jump in for a complimentary consultation, but I do 20 minute complimentary consultation. So I'd love to just hear your story regardless, or if you have any feedback on this as well, I'd love to hear it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, talk to us and um, share your story and share what you do. It's uh, going to be very beneficial to a lot of people. So thank you again. 
Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you.